All right, welcome back to the Appetite for Construction podcast. This is the Friday shorty edition, the bonus edition. Um, most of our listeners know by now that uh, we, we like to uh, share industry news, uh, get opinions. We like to get some you know, personalities on the show, all different viewpoints. And it's a place where, you know, we don't really hold anything back. We don't censor anything. It's, uh, you know, it's industry related. And um, today's show is just going to be talking about a, a particular proposed ruling from the Department of Energy um, on July 21st, a new uh, proposal, the U.S. Department of Energy proposed uh, new energy efficiency standards to save consumers 11.4 billion dollars on their energy and water water bills every year. Uh, the proposal would require the most common sized electric water heaters to achieve efficiency gains with heat pump technology and gas-fired instantaneous water heaters to achieve efficiency gains through condensing technology. These standards, which would take effect in 2029 if finalized, are expected to save Americans approximately $198 billion and reduce 501 million metric tons of harmful carbon dioxide emissions cumulatively over 30 years, roughly equivalent to the combined annual emissions of 63 million homes, or approximately 50% of homes in the United States. So that's a very aggressive, you know, as far as time-wise, um, plan. And we all know that heat pump technology is being, I don't know if pushed is the right word, but, you know, they're, they're really trying to get heat pump technology and, you know, reducing carbon footprints and getting rid of natural gas powered things. It's just, you know, it's, it's, listen, we all want to do what's great for the environment and lower costs and lower electric bills and lower water bills and save water and save energy. That That's all great stuff, but you know, to what price, right? In reaction to the uh, proposed ruling, We've heard from a couple of tankless water heater manufacturers that are quite frankly puzzled that the DOE would uh, want to eliminate non-condensing tankless water heaters, for example, as opposed to other uh, types of water heating um, units. And uh, so... Naritz, for example, sent in a statement that says, we strongly believe that 80% efficient tankless water heaters still have a great many worthwhile uses, offering sustainable green building solutions to specific trending applications such as accessory dwelling units and tiny homes and many more. For that reason, Naritz hopes the DOE and other governmental bodies will reconsider their proposal in favor of retaining non-condensing tankless technology as a still effective means of reducing the carbon footprint of many more homes. Uh, also, we caught up with uh, Renai and Frank Windsor, who released the statement. Of course, they're not <laughs> too pleased about the ruling, but uh, 
part of their statement is recently uh, the DOE proposed in a new ruling to raise standards for tankless gas-fired water heaters to 91% efficiency. To put it in perspective, Renai's non-condensing tankless water heater resides at about 82% efficiency. If passed, the new rule will unreasonably restrict consumer access, limit consumer choices to purchase tankless water heater products, and disproportionately impact middle-income households and small businesses. So we recently caught up with Frank Windsor, and uh, we're going to play our conversation with him about these uh, new proposals from the DOE. So uh, take a listen. All right, let's bring in our guest. Uh, We're excited to bring him in. He is Frank Windsor. He's the president of Renai North America. Frank, how are you doing? Doing well, guys. How are you? Good to be back on your show. So... uh, What's what's the hubbub going on in uh, Renai's world? Uh, you know, we see this new uh, DOE proposal for um, water heaters, and it's kind of under the guise of uh, saving uh, homeowners and Americans a lot of money. But yeah, I think there is a, a big but. Yeah, no, I think uh, you know, I think first it was gas stoves, and now it's tankless water heaters. And you know, as we've looked at the ruling as it's been out now for. Uh, the last uh, couple weeks, one of the things that became really apparent on the gas side is that the Department of Energy has refused to deal with the real issue, which is uh, the efficiency of gas tanks. And as opposed to dealing with really dealing with that issue, uh, they've decided to eliminate non-condensing tankless water heaters and moving tankless water heaters up to condensing, which is basically uh, you know, the 0.90 or above efficiency. And that's something that we believe we have a real issue with, but we think that the industry as a whole has an in- issue with because it's eliminating a higher efficient category uh, that provides uh, savings to the consumer along with a longer life product and better performance. What's the possibility of, you know, governmental changes actually happening here is because there's it's got to be more than when I that has to address this issue I mean are, are you working with other leaders in the industry to really push back on this yeah I mean we've been uh we've been talking to a number of different manufacturers that are in this space that have the the same issue that we have I think the the key piece on the electrification basically they're taking electric uh, water heaters to all electric heat pump and that's a massive undertaking for the manufacturers but more importantly, today, a, a heat pump electric water heater is four times more expensive than a, a normal electric. So just the added cost that it's going to put onto the consumer. So that's on the electric side. On the gas side, really where we're getting a lot of support, not only from you know contractors, but from manufacturers, distributors, uh, is around this fact of eliminating a higher efficient product that is better for the consumer. It makes no sense when you look at it. And I think what's happened is, is that the amount of stress that they're placing on the tank manufacturers to deal with heat pump, they sort of said, hey, we're going to leave the gas tank issue alone, basically, but let's just eliminate non-condensing tankless. And we just think that's a a bad choice. And most of the manufacturers that we talk to feel the same way. Just so you guys know, this is a really interesting fact, but in 2014, 6% of the gas water heaters were tankless. Today, it's over 20%. 
So the industry as a whole has done a great job of moving to a higher efficient technology on its own without government regulations. We believe that when they eliminate the non-condensing tankless because of the price point that it fits into the marketplace, it's actually going to push the majority of the consumers down to a less efficient tank. So it just doesn't make any sense at all. And we're getting that across the board. So when I see, you know, it's a proposed, you know, regulation, how realistic is that proposal actually going to take effect? Unless, you know, you're pushing back, obviously, but is this kind of like, shit, this is like, this could be like a real deal here, you know? There's a 60-day window uh, of which the industry can reply back. And uh, we've been working, uh, this is an amazing number, but I'll just share it with you guys. If, if On Renai.us, we have a landing page. We've had, as of yesterday, so this is basically in a little over a week, we've had over 6,300 responses back to the Department of Energy and back to local uh, representatives in Washington, D.C. about the dislike of this ruling. So we're seeing a huge upswell from both contractors to uh, gas companies to new construction builders to just consumers that say this makes no sense. So we've got a 60-day window to reply back to the Department of Energy. And then after that 60-day window, they'll take that feedback and then they'll come back with their rolling. If they rule to, um, to you know, eliminate non-condensing tankless as a product category, uh, we'll continue the fight. Uh, we're not going to stop because we think it's a bad choice, not only for Renai, but for the industry as a whole. And the consumer is the one that really loses. Well, I was going to piggyback off the releases that, it, you know, it says achieving 91% efficiency is technologically impossible. So does that, are they suggesting just getting rid of non-condensing tankless water heaters? Yeah, they are. And right now that's about 400,000 units a year. And, and the sense is you're at a 0.80 already. If you really want to move the needle, move the needle when it comes to the tank. But when it comes to tankless, it's by far the most efficient technology. And look, we're a major player in both non-condensing and in condensing. So we play in both spaces. But we also know that the cost difference between non-condensing to condensing for the consumer is meaningful. And because of that cost difference, it's going to push them out of the category back into mm -hmm. a less efficient tank. What's even worse is that tank lasts half as long as a tankless unit. So you're going to be filling up landfills with tanks that we don't need to be filling up with because we have a tankless technology that lasts twice as long. So there's the impact of that, too. And like I mentioned in the beginning is that, you know, they, they say this is going to save a lot of money for homeowners, but you're basically affecting U.S. Man manufacturing. Um, what's the next, what are the next steps? I mean, what, do you have to wait to hear back or what, what, what's the next? So again, we're working with, uh, we're working across the industry with a number of organizations. We've had good support from our local Georgia, uh, politicians, uh, both on both sides have been having really good conversations, uh, with our local legislatures, uh, in Washington, DC. So that's been very positive. We've had great support from the industry, uh, working with, you know, national organizations from gas organizations to contractor organizations to the Chamber of Commerce. We've had National Association of Manufacturing. We're working with a number of different groups that that see this and, and are, are voicing their concerns. And we're hoping that uh, enough 
uh, feedback comes back to the Department of Energy like it did with gas stoves, where they look at it and go, hey, this is just not a good choice, especially on the tankless technology. Again, as I said earlier, we as an industry were doing really good going from 6% of gas water heating to over 20%. We believe we can get it up to 30 plus percent, but it's going to be really difficult when you eliminate this opening price point product that a lot of consumers choose. And that's going to impact middle income families, not only on the solution of getting the product, but more importantly, the cost savings that they get every year and over the life of the product that has real impact on their their economy and their own homes. At the end of the day, this could possibly cost a lot of jobs. Um, Renai's made huge investments with um, the new plant down there, training center. Um, that's a huge impact to the state of Georgia, across our industry, homes across North America. I mean, just drilling it down to sheer volume, sheer numbers, what could this possibly mean at you know costing employees, uh, not only for Renai, but across the industry? I can only speak for our company as a whole. As you guys know, we built a factory in in Griffin, Georgia. Uh, we started manufacturing five years ago, but built a factory. And you know, in that factory, we're making all of our non-condensing tankless water heaters today. So that that was a seventy million dollar investment. You know, we listened loud and clear to the <clears throat> to our leaders in Washington D.C. as a company saying, "Hey, bring manufacturing to the U.S." We did it. We opened up the factory. We've got people trained and developed and employed to take that factory and then to convert it over to condensing manufacturing is going to cost us millions of dollars. And it's, you know, it's an unfortunate situation that we'll have to deal with as this goes on. So I think you've got the impact there. I think the other impact you really need to take into consideration is to the consumer. And that's the most important piece. You know, the non-condensing product is really positioned in the smile states where you've got water, uh, warm groundwater temperature. And most of those consumers are using that non-condensing technology as their, their ability to save on energy. And that's a big impact to their wallet every day. If you look at the cost of a gas tank water heater today, and a gas tankless non-condensing, they're about the same price today. So product to product, it actually levels out. And many of the installs in the South are either up in the attic, so it's a quick up and out, or it's on the outside wall of the house installed outside. So from an installation side, it's very competitive too. Those are the people that are getting impacted the most. And those are the ones that are going to feel it uh, at their wallet today if they have to move down to a less efficient uh, gas tank. Well, I was going to say, you know, I'm sure you guys did your due diligence when you opened the, the plant down there in, in Griffin and you worked in accordance with, you know, the the government, federal and local local and state governments to make sure you're doing everything in line. I think anybody that reads the ruling and that's in our industry looks at it and scratches their head on what were they thinking. And again, I understand the uh, I understand the electric heat pump challenges for the tank manufacturers. But when you look at the gas solution that they brought forward, the way that tankless was driving to adoption was accomplishing exactly what they needed. And to eliminate this choice to the consumer is a big deal. It's also going to impact the gas companies. And that's a, you know, a, big, a big revenue driver for a lot of the propane dealers across the country is tankless water heaters. And we have a large presence in that category. And that just basically completely eliminates that category. And in many cases, 
uh, takes it to a price point where their consumers and customers won't be able to choose that product. So it's going to impact a lot of businesses downstream for sure. And then I would just say to the industry, my only point to the industry is if they're willing to do this with gas stoves and they're willing to do this with a higher efficient non-condensing tankless water heater, what else are they going to do? And that's really where, as I've talked to other business leaders of other companies uh, in the industry, along with people within the trades and different organizations, they all feel the same, which is the overreach makes no sense. And it's time for people to sort of stand up and say, hey, enough's enough. We do, you know, we as a company have a global goal by 2050 to be carbon neutral. And as you guys know, last year we launched the first hydrogen only gas water heater to the world. So we take this very seriously and we've got a lot of innovation coming down the pike to help drive higher efficient products. But on this one, it is a head scratcher and it sends the wrong message to the industry. And we're just asking anybody that wants to please go to Renai.us and take the time to voice your concerns. They're being heard. Uh, We're getting feedback from Washington, D.C. on that part. We're getting that feedback across the nation. And we really appreciate everybody that's taken that step so far applaud you for everything you guys are doing at Renai, Frank. And um, like like we said, you guys have made a huge investment into the state of Georgia, to your company, to the industry. And That's for sure, Tim. We, and we appreciate you guys and all that you do for the industry and, you know, giving us a voice to sort of tell our story and tell the industry story. And I, I guess, you know, the, the future for Renai American for the tankless industry is bright. You know, we've just got a speed bump here that we're dealing with. And again, we, we appreciate everybody's support on helping to get the word back to Washington, D.C. and to the DOE that this makes no well, sense. Well, this isn't the end of it. So please keep us updated on the progress and, and you know, what the what the next steps are. We'll, we'll love to have you on. And uh, you said there's a 60-day window. When, do, when did that window start and when does it end? So maybe we can have you on and. Yeah, I think we're looking at the middle of September. I want to say it's uh, some middle of September, and we can get you guys okay. the exact date on that that you can follow up on your team members with. But it's uh, uh, in in the middle of September, so I think we're in the the second okay. week so far in the process. Well, you know, let's circle back and have you on in uh, maybe October, and we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, it'd be great. Thanks, Frank, for jumping on real quick Thanks, today, and um, yeah. really appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Again, thanks for all you do for the industry. We really appreciate it.